hands off, bro. I'm at the high ground. 39 days, 20 people, one survivor. On the Tribe of Nerds. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. It's been a few weeks since our last episode where we reviewed Australian Survivor Season 1, and unfortunately Cameron could not join us for this one. So I'm having Austin fill in, and last time you were on the podcast, Austin, we, you, me, and Kevin did the old school seasons of US Survivor. Yes, we did. We did seasons 1 through 10. That was fun. Yeah. So excited to have you back on finally, because now we both also watch International Survivor. We like discussed Survivor South Africa for like a while, <laughs> and then Australian Survivor. You are the one who got me into International Survivors, so this is just—it's all thanks to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I never even knew there was like International Survivor. That's how I was at the beginning because. We talked in like 2020. That was like the first time we started talking about Survivor because yeah. I never even really watched it. I think you suggested a season and I watched it. I forget what se season it was, but I watched it. And I'm like, okay, we're restarting. I'm just gonna watch from one. And then you started talking about like Australian Survivor. I'm like, what? And then it's just been history since then. I haven't even watched them all yet. But I mean, we're on season two right now of Australian Survivor. About to talk about it. And yeah, this was an interesting one for sure. Yeah, so season two in 2017, um, 24 new people, and this is a season where I think at least half the cast has returned for a, for another season of Australian Survivor by this point. Um, so I guess let's let's touch on the cast uh, before we like get into the specific votes, but. I mean, I, I thought, like, there's definitely duds in this cast, like, don't get me wrong, like, you have people like Ben and Odette that I just, or, like, Kate, I don't really remember that, that much of what they did, um, but then there's, like, a lot of people, like, obviously Luke is a big one that, like, he's one of the best Australian Survivor players ever, um, you have people like Henry who, like, play hard for, like, most of the season, or, like, AK, um, so I mean, like, they, and there's a bunch of other names that do come back, uh, for later seasons, but what are your thoughts overall on this cast of season two? I mean, for the most part, I was, like, upset almost about how some of these players ended up playing, where they ended up placing, I mean, I remember looking at this cast beforehand, and I'm like, there's some, like, solid people I want to root for, like, Adam, I wanted to root for Mark, I wanted to root for Jackie, mm -hmm. I AK would be pretty cool at the beginning. Like, I just remember this first episode, I'm like, these are going to be my, the guys that get far. And then literally, I don't think a single soul got past Merge. Like, I don't yeah. think I liked. I mean, I can start from the beginning. Like, Adam, I thought he just screwed himself. I mean, yeah. Mark obviously screwed himself. I mean, Sam screwed herself for her reasons. I mean, Jackie basically got screwed by Henry and Ditchener. I mean, like, we can go down the line with this cast. I was just appalled. Right when Odette went home, I was like, yeah, I mean, how the hell is she, first off, she's still here. Second off, I can't believe, like, who got through the merge. 
and, and obviously we have heavy hitters. Like I was, I was rooting for Lockie at the end of the day mm -hmm. because I was like, at this point, I'm just rooting for the guy hanging on. I think that'd be a good winner at this point. But yeah, I mean, we get to the final four, and I don't even care. That was just me, though. I'm like, I don't even like. I actually liked uh, Tara before she got, you know, the boot, and then literally it was like psych. I'm like, she didn't even, she didn't keep that energy going, and I'm just like, oh, whatever, I don't even care anymore. Right. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. I think we should probably start at the beginning. So, I mean, I would say let's, let's start with like, I don't know, first seven boots before like the, I guess, swap twist happens. So this is Joan going out at like this tie, this split vote where Luke basically goes crazy and almost causes rocks at like a split vote tribal i don't know she i just remember it, well, it was between her and it wasn't annalise no it was uh ken it was the guy that was calling out the dickheads freaking ken bro so yeah now you're getting my gears going again so yeah those two they what they screwed up the puzzle and then mm -hmm. they basically blamed each other and then luke just being luke was like i'm not i just want to you know cause some drama let's get this tie i mean like joanne kind of screwed herself she just was lazy on day two i mean yeah timing, she didn't get the setting going she really you know just bad start she, she kind of just screwed herself yeah i mean she was an escape room owner which was kind of cool but like i don't know she didn't do what she was there to do which was do a puzzle so <laughs> can't talk yourself up on day one like you're gonna be the puzzle master and then suck and lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> might as well just exit. Might as well just yeah, she, I was fine with her getting first boots, so, um. Yeah, At least Kent, throughout his time, actually, it was kind of funny just watching Kent, honestly, so I'm glad Kent was there instead of Joanne. Yeah, and then let's talk about your guy, Adam. Uh, again, I mean, it was really him and AK, and it seemed like AK was doing, was overplaying way more than Adam was, and then just, like, one episode later, Adam just completely gets himself voted out. I mean, the dude just gave everything away. First off, he's telling people to vote him out because he's so anxious. Yeah. He literally gives AK the, the hit, like, he's just wandering around the area. AK's like, I wonder why he's there. I mean... Adam, man, you you had the you had it too. You literally started the connections correctly. Like day six hit, and you just went insane. Like it was the people, the, your allies are like, yeah, I can't deal, I can't work with you. I just can't. Yeah, like literally, Tara just flips on him because he literally like makes her not want to trust him. So was just going insane i remember watching this because i watched the season with one of my buddies and him and i are just shaking our heads because we both actually we liked him on episode one we we're like oh he could maybe be a good strategic guy i mean he's a poker player poker players either do really good or really bad so you know maybe we'll see the really good one and no he was the really bad one yeah got one day two going oh my god adam I feel like he was kind of like Garrett and Kagi on, where like that's another player that just completely screwed themselves too. So, yeah, yeah, Garrett actually did find the idol and then went out over someone who dumped all the rice. So. Oh my God. 
Um, but yeah, so then Adam goes, and then I guess we lose Kate, who's one of the duds in the cast, I don't know, she was just, I, it was her, her Tessa, that next vote, and you also have, like, the great rivalry between Tessa and Tara, where, like, they're arguing over wh whether Tara flipped or not, and it was, like, then you get, like, the voting confessional side by side of, like, Tara being, like, or Tessa being, like, tell Adam you didn't flip, and Tara's, like, I didn't flip, and then it's just, it's so funny, but... Kate was just one of those duds. Yeah, those women on that tribe were honestly a little entertaining for me, at least. Like, I mean, Tessa was basically feeling like she screwed. Mm -hmm. Tara was just, you know, Tara. You got Amy, who I don't even know if I recognized who she was until day, like, 10. Right. I mean, like, and then there was just Kate, who, yeah, she was... I agree. I think she was a dud. I mean, I didn't... I did not care for her, I won't lie, so... Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot. Okay, I mean, she was a cool person when I watched on, you know, screen, but at the end of the day, she but she just didn't do what she needed to do out there. Right. And then we get Tarzan's first game of that. Tarzan, like, tries to be, like, the selfless person the whole time, like, with the cookie situation. He's the one that does the opposite of what, like, production wants him. Well, I guess probably they wanted him to be, like, the selfless person. That's why they cast him, but, like... Um, he, he tries to bring back, like, logs for the tribe instead of cookies, and then he gives the idol to Tessa to save her, but then, like, s spills the beans to AK, and then just gets himself voted out. So, like, I don't know, I, I, I know why Tarzan was brought back, but, like, I just, like, he was not a good survivor player. I was one of the few guys that was angry. Like, then that's those first few. I was like, Mark, this is the situation. You either, you just bounced yourself out because you're trying to save with a Tessa. Mm -hmm. Loki probably could have made a run in this season if you just did it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he was the, obviously he went home because he was the second one to receive the most votes. But, I mean, you got, you had, more game to play man like you literally gave up an idol on day 11 <laughs> i don't know if i could have done that for somebody else that quick yeah no i mean and he like because he was the reason because they were gonna go vote tessa out instead of kate and then he's the reason that kate went and tessa stayed or like yeah. even then so i don't know <laughs> he was tessa's guardian angel <laughs> which is good because i like tessa but like yeah, just we'll talk on her, I'm sure, but yeah, she was, I was rooting for her just because I felt she was the underdog. Right. That whole big stage. Yeah, yeah. So then, and then you have Amy, like you mentioned, I think Amy was just cast to be, like, the woman that looked good in a bikini. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, that's what they wanted her to be. So, and she had, like, an interesting profession. She was, like, a plumber, but, like, she was just with Lockie, and then, like, what, like, AK and his underdogs alliance got, like, Peter on their side to vote out Amy because she was too close to Lockie, so, like... Well, situations where you're, like, basically a GOAT example, and you're just like, let's get rid of them because they're close to the power alpha. I mean, let's face it, if Peter ever flipped, Amy probably makes merge. We probably don't give a damn about her. Right. She's just one of those irrelevant characters going in that far. Like, I'd never seen her. Like, at least from what we've seen, who knows what she actually was doing on the island. But, I mean, from our view, our view, she was not 
productive at all, it seemed like. I mean, she barely talked. We, she, we only got a handful of professionals. She had a great... And tribal. I just was like, hey, yeah, I'm a fan of this one. She had a great blindside reaction, at least, spewing. <laughs> but, like, that's about it. Um... All right, and then Mark and Sam, we can group together. Obviously, Mark and Sam are going to come back and do much better the second time, but, like, I don't know. It just, it's a situation here, and we'll talk about Henry later, but, like, I don't know. They just got on Henry's bad side. Sam got super paranoid, and I don't know. Like, Mark just didn't have the social connections to last longer in that season either, so... Almost like Alpha v Alpha, man. Like, you had those two sides on the tribe. Mm -hmm. That's the fun part of Australian Survivor when you have 12 guys at the start. Yeah. I mean, you want to have a dynamic uh, clash at some point. And, I mean, it was it was Sam versus basically Henry on their side. And, I mean, one side's going to win, one side's going to lose. Samantha obviously was on the losing side. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you also have a duo that early that's that out there you're also going to just make yourself a bigger target i mean mm -hmm. when sam went shouldn't mark have went after i mean theoretically in my opinion probably not but i mean he was already that target easy lock in and load yeah i was not impressed with them but i was upset because i did like just their story and mm -hmm. you know, so this, this is my other two that i was very disappointed with the early stage about this time, I started getting a little upset about the whole season so far. I'm like, nice, the people I like, I'm already pissed, went home, I mean. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, I I mean, later seasons that on the podcast, I'm not really excited to cover Blood versus Water, but at least Sam and Mark made it work the second time. Oh, yeah. I gotta honestly rewatch Blood versus Water, because I do not remember a lot from that season. I just remember being disappointed. Yeah, I mean, and Mark Mark learns how to play the game much better as well, like, and Sam, but, like, Mark turns into a win for both of them, so. um, But, alright, and then, I mean, then you have, um, then you have Henry, um, basically switching on Jackie and Kent and getting them voted out, like, I don't know, I'm just, like, I thought, so I thought, um, Jackie and Henry were going to be Malcolm and Denise. Like, that's what I thought when I first watched the season. Like, they're a power duo. I can see the similarities. And I don't know. Like, it just was like, if Malcolm basically abandoned Denise uh, early in the game, that's basically what would happen. I feel like, although Denise is a much better player than Jackie was, so... I mean, to this day, I'm still on the theory that if Henry stayed there, I think her and him got farther than Henry initially got. And originally, I mean, that's a good like, comparison, actually, low-key, because I didn't even think about that. They, I was just rooting for Jackie because I knew Henry had her back. She had his back. Like, it was, it's one of those duos right at the start where they're kind of slimy. Like, nobody really is gunning for them, like, you know, Mark and Sam. Yeah. But... You know they're tight they're telling each other everything i mean how, it actually appalled me when he just jumped forward with it i almost was like holy shit that just happened yeah it well and it's it's arguably a bad very bad move for henry he loses out al two allies like kent was with them as well like yeah. 
I just, I don't know why he would just abandon them like that just so he could try to make more connections, but, like, he went from top to bottom. I think he theoretically really thought he was that high up. I think, yeah. Like, from that tribe, he had that cohesive, like, thought that they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm going to jump over here, you know, as a team player, I'm going to make connections for us moving forward. And it, I think, honestly, it's probably, it, if I was in the list, how many errors Henry made, it's probably second highest error right there. Literally abandoning Jackie and Ken, because it, it was just a bad move at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Henry later in general, because he made a lot of crazy errors that are potential errors. Um, so, but yeah, and then we got to talk about AK, of course, like, AK was a huge player in this season, and at the beginning we thought he was going to drastically overplay, but he turned it around and went from bottom to the top of his tribe, and then really got, you know, taken out by a really bad swap and a twist that saved Tara, so like... I don't know. I feel bad for AK. Like, at least he was able to come back and do better the second game. Um, cause he should have made merge and jury. Like he, he's a good player, I think. And so, you know, it sucks what happened to him this time. Yeah. One of the better survivor players, at least I've watched in all Australian survivor, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> if I can remember correctly, I remember him getting put on that tribe and I, as soon as I realized Tara's on the same tribe as him, I already knew it was just going to be war again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was literally her whole her whole thing. I just want to get rid of AK. I, I literally think as soon as AK went home, Tara just completely disappeared. Yeah. Like, it was like, that was her goal, almost, just in Survivor. But, I mean, AK, yeah, he obviously overplayed his footing a little early, rebounded, thankfully, and then just got screwed, absolutely screwed. Some players just get screwed like that but he there was no there was no he, he couldn't have helped himself unless he found an idol i mean but yeah i i really don't think so i mean like yeah it, it was just because like tara should have been out of the game at that point and so there's really nothing you can do when he expected that tara was gonna go home earlier i just don't like how they do these tribe swaps sometimes at least these first two seasons of Australian Survivor. I mean, they really don't even mix them up. They kind of just put a few people over here and a few people over here. Right. And then they're just royally screwed. I mm-hmm. mean, that's basically what happened to AK. He went on a tribe where the numbers were never going to be for him. And right. I, that was basically Ben, too. I mean, he's the next one, but. Yeah, I mean, I. Well, because Ben went over with Henry because he yeah. knew he was kind of on the bottom, but it was also. I mean, honestly, what, Michelle was the one who should have been screwed, but she just was able to talk her way out of it, and Ben just sucks at arguing his case, so, like... Yeah, yeah, he struggled out there. I don't know. I'm just, like... I mean, Michelle just, like, murdered him at Tribal, like, and she did that because she knew she could out-talk Ben. Like, she knew she couldn't out-talk anyone else but him. I think it's that youth, at the end of the day. He didn't have the social, uh you call it like maturity uh he he didn't know how to get himself out of that probably it was kind of a really hard thing for him to realize he's watched it back plenty of times like damn i wish i just did this or that but right it was one of those moments he was 
I didn't think he was going to make it as far as he did. I'm not going to lie to you. But... He, he shouldn't have made it as far as he did. What He made it, like, what, 30 days? <laughs> like They wanted to get rid of him, like, plenty of times beforehand, too. So. Yeah. We'll leave it with that for me. Yeah, uh, agreed. <laughs> and Odette also, I mean, what she made, she made it, like, 33 days or something. I don't know. Like, it, I mean, impressive job because I barely recognized her the whole season. I mean, you can play a middle game like that and almost make Murray. Congrats to you. But, I mean, she was never at winter equity. Unless she did some crazy stuff in Murray. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe she made Murray. She... She's the one who flips Henry out or something. Like, maybe she's the one who gets Sarah or something. Like, but I mean, she wasn't. Well, because well, and also like basically, wasn't it Sarah versus Luke on that tribe? And then they're like Jericho is kind of like, okay, you guys should stop warring with each other and let's just take out the person playing the middle and go to merge. Like exactly, like and that when well, that was Peter who left because mm-hmm. it was a uh, mutiny. Yeah, and so, yeah, with Sarah, she was like, shit, please don't leave me. He dips. I'm, I was like, yeah, she's gone, bye-bye. And yeah. they were like, yo, there's two here, two here. Hey, Odell's in the middle. Let's just get rid of her. Let's just call it truce. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what happens when you play the middle, man. You can't. You get caught. <laughs> I mean, you're on day 30. It's like 33, 34. If you're there, man, and you're still middling, you don't have that number one that you call home like come on yeah well because like i remember in my season of vanquish going to vanquish for all the vanquish listeners but i at one point i was playing the middle a little bit at the merge but like eventually you know i had the people that i trusted and was gonna go with so it's not like i you know stuck to the middle the entire time i just used the middle as a means to like overthrow the power and then chose my side so it just seemed like Odette was very well liked because if she got that far in the middle for Crayon, she probably wouldn't be a far run if she just decided to finally pick a side. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I think you're right with that. So, um, I, did she even get a confessional to like a couple episodes before she got voted out? Like, yeah, like I just never, again, like I said a little bit, I didn't even realize she was a contestant until like, halfway through her time there yeah yeah well and let's talk about these couple pre-merge twists so like the first one tara and annalise get voted out and they get it's really just a swap to the other side so it's kind of similar to what season wanted with like nick and connor where but in that season i think they got to take someone with them and in this case they just voted annalise out and you have the hilarious moment of everybody just publicly announcing they're voting her out which was so funny <laughs> I wish they did something different with that. I like I like keeping a random contestant every once in a while, but two felt a little too much to me. Maybe if the first one actually went home and then the second one was the swap, that yeah. Cool. We watched that whole episode. I feel like I didn't get anything out of it just from that. I mean, I don't know. That was just me, at least. I that, I hit the snooze button as soon as they. I was told they're both getting moved over to another tribe. I was like, come on. Yeah, I agree with that because it's like, I I don't know. I didn't. I was fine with Tara just being out at that point. Maybe Annalise was like the one. I mean, yeah, she was kind of floating a little bit. So it's like, but I mean, she. I think she did have more game than than Tara at least. 
entirely a huge component, as we'll talk later in the season. I mean, right. we know where she got. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, if, let's say she goes home there and Annalise is the one that just gets swapped. Like, I mean, who's to say certain people get farther? I mean, what if AK, what if AK was after this? Yeah, let's say AK gets saved because Tara's not pumping on them. I mean, you, 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 we, can all, we can sit here and theorize all day, but... right. I think a lot changes if Tara went home there. I honestly would have rather been. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I swear, I'm going to keep saying this. She loses all that energy as soon as AK. She almost went back to the beach and went, hell yeah. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. I agree with. I mean, I will give her credit for one move in the end game that she makes, but other than that, I, I agree. Um,. But, yeah, so then, and then there's the super idol that has, like, the, you cancel an idol, it's an idol nullifier, and then an actual idol, which is a weird twist, and it kind of cuts the flow of the game off a little bit there, so I I don't know why they used one episode on this twist. Are you talking about the super idol? Yeah, the super idol, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping she didn't fight it, honestly, but... Ziggy, yeah. Ooh. I was praying. Well, that's another, I mean, I guess we'll talk about her later, but she kind of just all of a sudden jumped out, like, in that episode. Yeah, I didn't even know who she was, almost, until that moment. Yeah, well, because, like, I think she was another player where, I think she initially was also in Adam's alliance, and then she just kind of got scooped up once Adam left. So. She's rooting for her. Yeah. A little bit of I mean, she started she started wearing on me. I was like, okay, I, I can like this person. She's actually doing something finally. Yeah, I mean, she was an Olympian. She won a lot of the challenges. So, I mean, she she was doing a little more than a couple people. So, um, you can't forget Cookie Gate. Oh, yeah, we we definitely have to talk about the cookies and the cookie monster. I, I guess I was kind of thinking about saving that to talk about Jericho because he's like the one that everybody remembers. Like he's the major part of that. But I, I was just thinking, cause it was like a pre-merge thing, but yeah, well, I mean, we can talk about it now. So you have the twist of like, you can either be selfish and get cookies or selfless and, um, get logs. So you had, that was the interesting part of this twist is you had Jericho take one side and Tarzan take the other. And, I loved this twist actually because like of that um dichotomy between the two. Uh that's a that's a word from this season of Australian Survivor right now. But um I loved uh this twist and like how Jericho used it to get himself in a good position and just like being like the cookie monster and just playing a joke on people and him and Luke together just was an incredible relationship that I loved watching. Oh, absolutely. I I will say this for pre-merge. I was not a fan of Jericho during the pre-merge, but I will say this. I 100% like how he played that twist to his advantage. I mean, he basically got started getting people, and I never thought he would have swore in, like, Henry and... And Sarah, like, yeah. Yeah, and then, obviously, Luke. Yeah. I mean, I just thought he was a minion to Luke for that first part of the stage. yeah. I'll agree with that. I will say, like, as we mentioned before. I thought about him, obviously. At once, uh, a certain someone goes home and merge, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'll say, like, I, as I said before, like, him 
basically getting Luke and Sarah to not go after each other to get to merge, I thought was a really good move for him. So, um, but, and then I, then there's the mutiny that we mentioned, and then I think there is the, then there's the jury removal at the merge that we'll talk about later, but, um, so let's get to the merge now the final 12 here and so you have jared here who was uh, very closely aligned with ak and i thought jared was an interesting like player um I, I i guess he didn't really pop on the screen as a character but like i thought he was a good player who just kind of got a little screwed by ak getting screwed over and then like tara and Lockie and are, are of course going to get jared voted out first at the merge because they didn't trust him so yeah, I mean, that, that's another, I felt like, a quiet relationship that was mm -hmm. pretty strong. I mean, I mean, people knew, but they didn't know it to the extent that they were that close to each other. I mean, I, I again, Jared was just one, a, a character for me. I mean, I wasn't, like, up or down about him. But yeah. I, I felt that everyone, he was one of those guys. He wasn't, like, a middle player like Odette, but he was a player that everyone just liked. Mm -hmm. just getting by. I mean, his words meant a little bit at the end of the day to do whatever they wanted and jared would be a part of it and just like you said let's get rid of jared now that's basically what happened to him at this point he i mean he, he fits a, he fits the jury well as like the first guy but yeah i mean he got to sit there he, he was a guy that already took work you know everything in as as it was so being that first guy in jury probably did a good job of that yeah i agree with that so and then you have Annalise playing her idol that she got from like the ice cream parlor earlier in the game. And then she gets nullified, which I don't think was the best move for Ziggy to use it on Annalise. But like, I feel so bad that she just got nullified to get 11th place when she knew she was going home. I'm trying to look real quick. Who, who would have went home instead of her? I can't remember. I can't remember, actually. That's one that I... Uh, did she... No, she went for Lockie, I'm pretty sure. Like, they were trying to get Lockie. Yeah, it would have been Lockie who would have went home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously Lockie wasn't the number one there. Uh, I like Lockie, so... Probably yeah. while I was watching it, I was like, I'm glad that Annalise went home. We got no fight because I was rooting for Lockie, but... To be I fair, mean, yeah. I... Ziggy got... I don't know about if Ziggy... In her favor, should have played that there, but I mean, hey, at the end of the day, she did. She got rid of Annalise. I mean, it was Annalise could have done, but I didn't care. Yeah, I will say her brother does play in the first Champions versus Contenders the very next season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be good to know. I'll have to look out for him. Yeah. So his name's Benji. So, okay. and yeah, he's a big player. I'll say so. Um. But, uh, I mean, that's that's a relationship I could have seen on Blood versus Water, too, but but they they didn't lose. Like, when you have that idol and you get nullified, I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking. When you're like, damn, I just saved myself. I know I'm the one getting hit. And Ziggy gets up. Yeah, right. I was like, damn, that sucks. And it... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's happened on U.S. as well. Um, happened in David versus Goliath. Okay, yeah, the, it happens on there, but I'll let you see that. Um, might have happened in... Is that 37? Yeah, that's 37, yeah. I'm calling that right now, so this, that'll be interesting. I haven't started it yet, obviously, but 
it's gonna it'll happen eventually right yeah so then then we let's talk about henry now because he's out in 10th place with an idol in his pocket henry is i mean i henry deserved to be an all-stars absolutely because dude did so many wild out-of-the-box things in this season and i don't think a lot of them were great i mean what he tries to throw challenges and like on day eight or whatever and then eventually does that that fails initially but then he does get sam and then mark out through that um and then he screws jackie and kent over and as we talked about and like arguably kind of put himself on the bottom but like was able to align with Lockie and then doesn't play his idol here when it's clear like people are eventually going to come for him and Lockie and i don't know like it's obvious from a viewer's point i'm saying that you're seeing that you're the target here he just did it Lockie told him to play it Peter, i was like you're going for Peter right now, dude? That that too. Peter was like Yeah. I don't know why he thought like people are gonna go for Peter at that point. Just like and again, Lockie telling him to play the idol and he just doesn't listen to the guy that's had his back since he swapped over. Oh my god. <laughs> like Peter literally got Yeah, Peter would have went home if he's if he was the successfully played in there. It was one of those moments. He probably wasn't in the know. I mean, it's hard to stay 100% in that game all the whole time. Like, you're on, what was he, day four? Day 40, yeah. He he just, I, I don't know the excuse for him, but I was definitely mad he didn't play his idol there. I just felt like there had there was at least two, two flags that were getting waved that I thought he would have noticed, and they just didn't never hit the screen for him. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I thought Henry was going to be a, as good of a player as Malcolm, and he doesn't have the skills that Malcolm has, in my opinion. So, Lockie needed Henry too. I yeah, myself, like if those two kept tight with each other, they were going to be fine getting through this this weird few episode stage where they were going to just be targeted the whole time. So, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, he screwed up. Right. He probably gambled. He's probably thinking in his head, you know, next next tribe will play this because I think I can get through this one. One of those. But yeah. Too short. Yeah. I mean, he was he's a big gambler. And I mean, like, he way overplays in All-Stars. So whenever that season gets reviewed for us. But, um, yeah. I got to rewatch that, too. I I swear to God, I don't remember all stars like at all. Yeah, Henry Henry does a lot in like oh, <laughs> some like the episodes that he's in in all stars. Um, but all right, so then we have Tessa going out in the craziest vote and arguably in any Survivor season, where it is a three two 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 vote where luke jericho and sarah just decide to blindside tessa out of like nowhere because i guess she was close to michelle which in all honesty was not a great move to upset michelle clearly it backfires in luke and sarah's face the next couple episodes but like uh it was a entertaining blindside even though i liked tessa just because like what the heck was happening with it 
I liked Tessa. Yeah, I like when she got saved from Mark way back then. Yeah, I was again. I was pissed, but then again, I was like, okay, now we have this underdog route. I got, and then she just kept going and going. She got to the top. I'm like, holy shit, she's got the wheels turning. Yeah, yeah. It was probably right here where I got just. I was getting the vibe. Tessa, like she's. She could have done it. God, yeah, I was I was not happy to see that she she was this boot right here because again I was rooting for that that side, not the not the Jericho side. <laughs> yeah, well, and then Tessa unfortunately gets kicked off the jury. So <laughs> I think I'm Jericho fans, buddy. Yeah, I I I feel bad because like yeah she. And Tessa should have been an All-Stars. I don't know if there was, like, a work commitment or something because she is a doctor, but, like, I don't know. I I would have loved to see her on All-Stars or just, like, or Heroes vs. Villains or something, and she just, unfortunately, wasn't there. I'm surprised she hasn't, actually. I think she would have... She would have tried to learn from, like, the simple mistakes she had, probably, and then mm -hmm. one of them either overplayed you know, one of those, oh, I'll do this this time and this gets sent home earlier. Maybe she gets as far as she does again, but or not. I mean, there's so many theories I can see with Tessa, but at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, she 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 did her best with when she was dealt. I mean, she basically should have been sent home if it wasn't for an error, so. She, right. She she had, she got the wheels, she took those and went for like the hell with those and then, yeah, she basically got out. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely wild. So then let's talk about who sh probably shouldn't have made this move. So I guess let's touch on Sarah. Sarah's another one that probably should have been back by now. That's another shocking one because she was a big player all season long. She took the model stereotype and like broke out of it. And like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Sarah, Sarah definitely shouldn't have made this move. She just got approached by Jericho and Luke was like, hey, make this move. And she just did it. And it's kind of like, I don't think she thought about what would happen with her relationship with Michelle after blindsiding Tessa and not telling her. Yeah, she, unfortunately, was one of those characters you could just sway too easy. Mm -hmm. she, got, she got hypnotized into it. She she was basically told, make this move with us, you have two allies for this game. But the problem was, that's not numbers. So, right. You're just going to get screwed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I uh, like quietly rooted for her once she got past the Odette part. Mm -hmm. As she went through the merge, I was like, okay, Sarah, you're making some quiet, you know, exchanges, quiet moves. Let's get, get to like final six. Let's do something fun. And I could see you doing well in this game, but just like the move that I was wanting her to make was not the move she should have made. And you know, obviously, she seen the boot. <laughs> yep, yep. And let's talk about the king of the jungle, Luke, and really one of the best Australian Survivor players ever. I mean, a lot of situations he was able to get out of and just, like, manipulate his way through, and he just had... He's one of the most charming players, like, socially. Like, he can just charm his way through most of the time. And, I mean, here he just made a really bad move that got him voted out, finally, but... Um, I don't know, like, he was just there to cause chaos, and, like, and he was the Australian version of Tony, uh, honestly, but even maybe more socially charming than Tony, even, so. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to look here because is this when Lockie starts going on a rampage of winning streak? Yep, I think Lockie wins. This is his first of like three immunities, or maybe it's the second of three immunities because what? Because I think Sarah was his first. So yeah. yeah, like Lockie probably would have been the name out here with Luke, but once Lockie won, I mean, here's Luke's probably the second best to go at this point. He's yeah, like charming guy. I mean. That was no no. He everybody liked Luke. I mean, I'm sure they liked him because they kept him around. His problem is to get through like instances where maybe it's not gonna go his way, he'll make it his way type of thing. Right. And the first vote shows that, that he's there to play and he doesn't give a damn what happens. But he I mean at this point when Sarah went home, he was basically on the outs and yeah. it was the writing on the wall at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like, and I loved how he just took his vote out in such like stride here, where he's just like, "You got me," and like, no hard feelings. I, I just like a player like Luke. Um, and um, yeah. I mean, he he's a wild man. So, <laughs> and he has a great story too with his family. So, yeah. Does he? Does he have come back? Yes, Luke did come back for season four, which was a champions versus contenders season, the second champions versus contenders, and he was a champion. Okay. Because I, yeah, yeah, because champions versus contenders won. They had Russell as like a former survivor representative of the champions, and then Luke was the next one. Interesting. I'm I'm pretty sure everyone votes for Luke here as well. Which is interesting. Except Jericho. Yeah. But I think Jericho knew Luke was going. So um but yeah, I I yeah, Luke is even better his second time. Um oh. yeah. So like I he kind of does better at certain aspects that he like strategically at least in his second time. Okay, it'll be interesting to watch then. Yeah. Um if he does anything different. Like if he learns from mistakes and stuff, I'd be interesting a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we touched on Ziggy. I mean not I don't think really much else to say about her. So um Yeah, where did she she plays an idol for herself at some point. It like makes it not look different. Yeah, she she misplays one. I was it at the Saravo or might have been Sarah or even when Luke went home. I can't remember. I'm going to check real quick. Yeah, she plays it for the Sarah vote. Okay, yeah. Um, what she was thinking in that moment. Well, did Sarah Sarah try to get Ziggy out? Or no, Z Sarah tried to get Michelle out <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, she kept that idol because... I think he could have went far if he got past, again, this middle point. Yeah. If started becoming, if Lockie won immunity, the next strongest is going to go home. Type right. Five. I mean, this is, it started becoming a snooze for me around this point. Because I already knew what was happening. Right. I was anticipating Lockie's aft. He's going home as soon as he doesn't win one. And Ziggy, unfortunately, took the damage control because, again, another person that was just that close to Lockie gets sent home. Right. Because, yeah, because, I mean, if we just look, I don't think Tara was, 
I mean, Tara was close to Lockie, too. I forget. So, you know, Tara's probably next after Ziggy. Michelle, was she close with Lockie at this point? I don't think so. I, Because, like, Michelle basically, uh, I feel like she kind of butted heads with Lockie a little bit. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Ziggy was just the next one. Yeah. So... And then we lose Lockie, and, like, Lockie was absolutely, like, an interesting player, interesting character. Um, everybody knew he was going to be this challenge beast, like, coming in, and he didn't disappoint with that. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, he, he, I mean, you would think Lockie is, like, I mean, I guess he, he kind he is the merge boot in All-Stars, I think. Uh, but you would think in this first time he'd be, like, the stereotypical merge boot. So, like... For him to still make it to final five is crazy. So, yeah, he hit some odds, man. Like I was saying, if Henry stood, stood, like he's he had actually people that wanted to go far with him in the mm-hmm. game, and if he got those people with him, I think he probably win. Like, yeah, he, he had Henry, he had uh, Ziggy. Like those two were right under him. I mean, Tara basically got pulled in. I mean, say Amy somehow gets to this point. I mean, Lockie's just got five. Yeah, easily. I mean. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it hurt when I see him knowing he knew that he was effed that whole, like, last three episodes, too, which was the heartbreaker for me. Because he's like, I have to win or else I'm going home, man. And right. This is the Peter out of everybody, I think it was, in the challenge. I think it was Michelle, but I think he, like, and then he tries going for Peter at Tribal, and then, like... Okay. Yes, okay, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, and... Tara, I will give her credit that she does actually vote Lockie out, like, instead of getting dragged to the end with him, like, there's people that don't do that and lose because of it, so I will give her credit there. Yeah, she knew, she knew in that moment, it was, she had a, she knew at the moment that she had a really good chance to get into the final two, but she (laughs) needed to figure out how she would win if she got there. I mean, she makes the good move to get rid of Lockie at this point. Right. I mean, it just—it sucks to be Lockie at this point, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm... I, Lockie literally leaving. He—he he was like, "I get it, Tara." Almost high five. Like, right. We all do. Yeah, I mean, he's a good—he's a good player still. Like, I again breaking boundaries for a player like him. So, um, and then final four. I think I will agree. Like, you get the jury removal here, which again cuts off flow of the season, and you already have kind of an underwhelming final four. I'll agree with that. Yeah, this is. I'm in the final four, and I'm just with my buddy, and I'm like, dude, I don't even care who wins at this point. I mean, two of the people I barely cared about at that. One of them I don't even didn't care about the whole season, and then like Tara once merged it, I stopped giving a damn about her i mean it was really michelle and jericho for me and i didn't even care which one of them won i mean i actually would have rather michelle won Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna pick my favorite final four person at this point but i mean yeah yeah, michelle well we can talk about like well we already talked about tesla so i guess we don't have to really touch on that but i was just i was wondering in my head like why did jericho pick tesla i forget i can't remember if like he thought she would vouch for peter i i think that was the thing and she like tessa would vouch for peter or or even tara i guess i don't know um, like they've all yeah i mean at the end of the day they all were on the tribe with you know right whatever it was so, I mean, I that's true 
That is true. So I don't know, but I, and then we have Michelle going out and fire making against Jericho because Tara decides to make the emotional. I, I don't know if it was emo. Well, I guess it was emotional because I feel like she was tighter with Jericho at that point. I guess. So. I want to go on that. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I. I mean, Michelle like did. Uh, she's someone that I think people thought would go a lot earlier because she didn't like necessarily fit out there and on the island, but like she was able to talk her way out of, as she got her, uh, herself, uh, to make it through the Ben vote. So like, I, she's a good social player. She, she scrapped and clawed her way there. Yeah. That's how I felt though. Like just looking at that final four, I was like. Who played, who actually, like, played everything at this point? It was just, to me, Michelle at the final four. I was like, man, if Michelle gets the final, the final two, I can see her beating everybody. Yeah, she would have made a really good final tribal case, I think. So, um, and then Peter goes out at three because Jericho wins the last immunity, which at this point, it's just kind of like, I mean... Jericho is going to take the person who got voted out of the game earlier. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really care for Peter either. Well, literally, dude, this dude was like Odell. Like, this is where Odell, uh, Odell was, got to if she stayed. Literally. Like, I don't know, man. I had so many mixed feelings up Peter because there was multiples of times Peter actually could have made crazy plays. He was put in that spot. Like, a few times and never anything ever happened. I was always like, oh, you just go Oh, there we go. You know, yeah. he's just the yes guy at this vote. Like, I don't know. I, I wonder if he, Peter got to the end, like, if it was just a zero to whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe Tessa votes for him, but, like, I think it's it was pretty clear that, like, Lockie wasn't going to vote for him or, like, Henry or, like, anybody really up there was going to vote for him there. I do like Peter, though, more than, like, maybe half the scabs. I guess I'll give him that, but... Yeah. Player-wise, I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I only really remember him getting convinced to vote Amy out early in the game, and then, like... That's his move. His one move. And, like, <laughs> Tribal 5 on day 12. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, and then the final two of Tara and Jericho. I mean, I definitely would have voted for Jericho out of the two, um, because he did make some moves. He kept meat shields around, which I, I actually love as a strategy. Um, but it's just like, I, I think Jericho lost votes. Like Sarah's vote, he lost because he didn't make a good case for himself. And like, uh, what Taros got Lockie, which isn't shocking. And I can't remember who the other person that voted Tara to win was. Might've been Peter. I probably was Peter. I could look it up. Yeah, it was Peter, Sarah, Lockie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, like, Jericho played the better game of the two, and, like, I don't know, but then, like, Jericho does come back for All-Stars and kind of flops hard as well. So, like, I mean, part of that, he was kind of screwed going in, being one of the only two winners, but, like, 
I don't know. I'm just like also I I things I've heard briefly like I think Jericho actually might have screwed up All Stars. So I I don't know. I I'd probably put him like as a winner just above Christy, but probably not above many other people and maybe one of the other winners, but yeah, I have to really look. <laughs> Actually, watch seasons three and four. Yeah, because I mean, I I was not. I mean, at the end of the day, Jericho is better than the fi other final three. I I probably would put it for Jericho too, just because of again, he had one of the, he was one of those characters that was just charming enough to not never get the votes on him. I mean, I I never remembered watching this season and going, damn, Jericho just made this crazy play, or damn, Jericho had this crazy alliance he controlled or right I never, never remembered anything like that so i mean he just it was instances where he got he got put in a good situation all the really good players started fizzling out you know way earlier than like final fucking six yeah and, i mean yeah at the end of the day he he was get, he got he got put in a good spot in my opinion yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of these winners of Australian Survivor kind of, they don't, with the, a few exceptions, like David and Mark, like, don't really have much control over the game. It's hard. It's a long time. There's a lot of players. Mm -hmm. That also means there's a lot of tribals you have to get through. Yes. If you are the game player crazy guy that's just going ham, you're going to more likely end up getting, like, eighth or, like, be in this type of seasons i feel like because in the u.s you have like way less travels than this game and that i mean just watching how australian survivors played i mean everyone just wants to go for that jugular right time. i mean which i respect go for it i mean i respect anyone who wins an australian survivor let me get that straight first I mean, yeah you can stay out there for that long i mean you you you're a w that's a w win for me but I mean, yeah, Jericho, he played a social game. I'll give him that. He was physical enough to the point where he was never the, you know, crazy physical threat, but he could keep his own, which is on low-key low key strategy. That's pretty good. You're not the main, you know, strength guy. You're not even the top three. I mean, if we were going based off strength, he would have went in the line with, you know, Sarah, Luke, Ziggy at some point. Yeah, but yeah. They, they literally picked Ziggy over Jericho, so that just proves, like, how, you know, subtle Jericho was in this game. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to Jericho. I mean, Taro, I do want to say this again. If you would have just kept the energy you were doing all season, <laughs> I think you could have beat Jericho here. But you yeah. did not do enough to beat, you know, Jericho at this point. I, I was rooting for Taro. I mean, right when AK went home, I swear to God, Maybe she just got more subtle. It, this is what I always think. I think she got more subtle because she went home and then she was like, shit, I can't get my, I, I don't want to go home again. So let's, yeah. you know, take it a step back. And I, I, I truthfully think that's kind of how, you know, her game went in the merge. Like, okay, let's take, take a step back. You know, there's lots of higher heads right now. Let's, you know, start chopping them off. And yeah, I mean, who knows? She probably would have been like the fire making competitor to Jericho if she was going more to the jugular than she was but yeah I mean it sucks to see that she you know turned it turned the flame off a little bit at the end but 
I mean, kudos for getting to the top two. That's a hard feat. Yep. Yep. All right. So we'll get to our season rankings in a sec. I do have a couple questions <laughs> real quick. Uh, so who do you think was the worst player of the season? Oh, my God. Oh, I got to take a second to think of this one. I mean, I don't want to say Joan because that's not fun. Yeah. Um, I believe season one, Cameron and I said Barry. So. Okay. I, I, I mean, I agree. He, I'm going to go with Ben. That's my pick. Yeah, Ben, I, I will agree. Honestly, I mean, Ben didn't really do anything right literally went from probably surviving past Michelle to talking himself out of like staying and Michelle talking herself into staying. So I was thinking between him and Peter, but I mean, if you get to final three, that's, that's, you know, hard. I mean, Peter did have his name thrown up a few times too. So, I mean, I'll give him kudos for dodging those bullets. But, right. Right. I mean, God, Ben, you got you got to a point where I never thought you were gonna get to watch those first few episodes, and then like you just went from maybe getting the merge to just out in a second, man. Like, yeah. Like, so I gotta put you as my my worst of the cast. Yeah, I I'll agree with that. Um, best player of the season. Oh my gosh, this is a hard one actually. Cause there's like three. I feel like it's just there. Oh, shoot. I'm, I'm debating because, like, I actually feel like over a couple of watches and, like, talking about it, I, I think Lockie's game is pretty underrated in this season. Um, I could, I could say Michelle is up there as well um because how she was able to navigate i'd say luke but i i mean luke did make the major mistake even though it was wildly entertaining of voting tessa out but i mean i could put luke up there too i'm a little lucky actually i i can see it he i had to think for a minute because i was sitting here like who who like got through a game there was targets on him they were able to dodge like lucky lucky to me he dodged everything to this point. I mean, he kept himself in the game multiples of time. I mean, the, the dude could have easily been a pre-merge boot, a twist, uh, one of the twist uh, move. <clears throat> he could have been that guy right before the merge and right after the merge boot. And then, I mean, his name went up three freaking times, but he won immunities. I mean, the guy just kept himself alive in this game, so... And he had the soul, like, again, he has the social power, which is interesting. I mean, like I said, if he had certain people at that final eight, I mean, he probably easily gets to the final four. So he, yeah, I think Lockie played the better game of everyone. Yeah, I, I'll probably say Lockie as well. I mean, I just, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, he broke barriers of someone who's like him in Survivor and especially Australian Survivor. It's so hard for a physical person to get all through all those votes. So, yeah. um, and I mean, that speaks to when we talk about people like David and Mark, like those two are probably going to go like probably be in contention or probably are going to be like talked about as the best of those seasons. So um, which isn't always the case with winners, as we've talked about. So, um, 
level if he just had that hierarchy get to the point in the game because what right had a great grip on the game and i think david had an even better grip oh yeah i mean if Lockie just had the grip he probably wins yeah i agree with that um all right favorite moment of the season like just something that you love in this season like a blind side or like character moment yeah, there's a few that I really liked. Um, I do, I actually really thought it was funny. And I remember watching this with my buddy when Peter decided to jump ship and Sarah's reaction, basically, like, please, Peter, please don't go. Going home. And she's like basically crying. And I just remember looking at Parker. I'm like, this is insane, bro. Like, I can't believe Peter's actually going to do this to her. Because I 100% thought Sarah was screwed. Yeah. I million percent, I was like, yeah, she's out. <laughs> Game over for Sarah. As soon as Peter started walking, I'm sorry. <laughs> and she just has nothing to say. She's just, tears are just flowing. That was, that, that, I just remember that memory. So that's probably my favorite memory. It's a pretty weird my favorite memory, but I mean, it was an, ex- it was a very energetic moment in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I that one's up there. I mean, I'd say the Henry blind side is pretty entertaining. The obviously t- the Tessa move is great. Um, you know, I'll um stuff that AK does is fun. I'll probably go with, you know, I'll probably go with the ridiculousness of the Tessa move because how does a three two 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 vote just happen? Um. Cause like, like people were like, I guess it was like a couple people wanted to split votes and then just like, you know, the last minute decision to blindside Tessa, like I just, yeah, I think it has to go to that. So I also really enjoyed Ken. I don't know why I enjoyed <laughs> Ken. Like he, I, I remember with my buddy, we just, every episode I was like, dude, Ken's alive again. Like, <laughs> so excited to see Kent move in. I was like, please just make merge. I just want to see you on that bench every episode. I don't care. Like I was praying he was basically Jared, but he finally got it got caught up to him and I was like, damn it, Kent. Yeah. I mean again, find the dickhead strategy is is just awesome. <laughs> like I love that. <laughs> um all right. So then let's rank this. So as I said before we hit record um so season one of australian survivor ended up at number 24 out of the 45 u.s seasons plus it uh so that is above australian outback and below token teens for season two i would have it just slightly above season one i know we talked about maybe season one is slightly better i do think like the highs of season two might be better than some of the highs of season one just because season one does have the lull in the post merge of like maybe like five episodes of just like the minority getting taken out one by one and season two at least has even though like yeah like all the big players go out in a row at the merge at least like it's interesting for like five or six episodes until you get to the final stretch um i do think like some of these stretches that we talked about like the final four and like uh the episodes with twists that just like cut off the flow of the game 
I, I don't think this is the best Australian Survivor season. I think it's a good place to start, but I think Australian Survivor finds its finds its flow a lot more as seasons go on, and I think they were still kind of in growing pains here for season two. Yeah. I unfortunately don't know what the full list is. Yeah, do you... How far do you want me to go through? I mean, because I can start at, like, the bottom and go up by, like, five and then just go from there. Is necessary. I'll tell you where I'd probably put it after talking about this. I'll probably put it literally one above Australian Survival One. That's where I'd probably put it. Mm -hmm. I what was the one you said was right? It was Pokenchin. Yep. One, it was. Uh, so so Australian Outback was right below season one of Australian Survivor. Token Teens was right above, and I can do the next few. Above Togan teens, it was Vanuatu, Palau, Survivor 42, and Millennials versus Gen X. So then that, and that's above. I'd probably have this one under all those, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have, I have reclaimed 2016 to be one step better than 2007. Or, sorry, 2017 to be better than 2016, one step up. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I definitely, the season as a whole to me was a bunch of up and downs. I agree with literally everything you said. I'm not going to repeat it. But mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think it just came down to cast. I like the cast more here um, because, I mean, I I was disappointed with a few pre-merge boots, but at the end of the day, it was, it was, all, right. It was all right. I mean, it's one I'd rewatch. I don't know if I'd be excited, but. Yeah. I rewatch it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we'll eventually, if we get to podcasting about the future seasons, I mean, there's better seasons of Australian Survivor, I think. Like, I I think season four you'll probably like uh, more because I think there's a, the players in there are probably more entertaining for the most part, or like the big players. And then, uh, I mean, I know people's opinions vary on All Stars. I think like a couple players are really fun to watch in that of course and then once we get to like king george's two seasons like those are like wild seasons for different reasons i feel like yeah i can agree so um i guess so from there um champions versus contenders one is next so hopefully cameron will be back with me for that or you'll binge through season three <laughs> i will not be done with it enough time so yeah I'm hoping he hooks back up with you because yeah three and four are probably not going to get touched for a minute because my goal right now i'm on uk right yep. now i'm painfully getting through that <laughs> painfully. Right now, I'm, at, I'm at the beginning part okay it's just i can't right now but, yeah <laughs> I'm also in the middle of watching the actual uh, one that's on right now, Titans and Rebels. Right. So when my buddy comes over, we, re we usually rewatch that one instead of UK right now. Well, right. I rewatch it. He doesn't. He has his first time watching it when he comes over. So 
I mean, once Titans and Rebels get done, I should probably be done with the UK, and I think Australian 30 is going to be next, so. Okay, yeah, I mean, did we want, before we end this, do we want to touch on the first four episodes for the viewer, or the listeners and viewers who have been following along with Titans versus Rebels, and, I mean, I'm really enjoying Titans versus Rebels probably just as much as I enjoyed Heroes versus Villains, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I've... I just feel like for the most part, this cast of new players is just really, really good. I mean, I feel like these new players are better than the new players in Heroes vs. Villains were. Like, the returnees in that season absolutely carried the season. Yeah. And this is, like, actual new players that that are playing hard. They're fun characters for the most part. And, like, you have you have people to root for. You have villains to root against and you're satisfied with their downfall so far so um i'm very excited by what's what's happened so far and like today's episode at the time of recording was uh that was that could have been a boring episode but it uh, like it just was amazing because of, like character moments and people making interesting decisions do we want to keep this vague or do we want to get specific um, I would say we can give a spoiler warning for people that are, like, following along. Like, if you want to log off, this is your spoiler warning for Titans vs. Rebels, so go for it. Spoiler warning! Okay, <laughs> you get five, four, three, two, alright, now we're, we're locked and loaded. So, yeah, this is, I'm liking this, A, because of the cast, but B, I'm not gonna lie, the first, the first episode got me really engaged. Mm -hmm. I was I started liking some characters. I mean, Frankie, unfortunately, it's becoming the first one out. Yeah. And I actually think it's hilarious how it's almost, like, replicated, like, on the third boot with... Um, PETA, yeah. PETA, yeah. It's all, it's almost, like, the same energy. Yeah. Like, it's literally this girl who thinks, you know, in her head that she's the dominant one. Yeah. She doesn't want to play too, too fast yet. But then she she teams up with a guy that just gets her a little screwed, and now she's playing, and now everyone notices. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, I wanted Frankie and uh, Peta to go f farther too. I mean, right. it could have been really fun to watch, I think. But it's just that social awareness just after both. So yeah, I mean, just because whatever, I was glad she went home. Uh, yeah, I just watched the Tobias episode today. I mean, yeah, you and I talked about that for a while. I'm still bitter but whatever um honestly i'm fine with tobias going just because i feel like i mean dude literally was holding up you know the loser sign to the other tribe for every challenge that they won and like even if he had made swap i don't think the titans would have liked him very much yeah i i just wanted alex to go home a little well bit, yeah but it's okay i i got over it um i mean Oh, shit, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, you and I talked a little bit about my thought on the move. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I honestly, honest to God, I think that move is either going to be an actual change in this on this tribe or it's literally going to do nothing and, like, the next person going home is Alex. I, like, wholeheartedly believe that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I think there's going to be a little bit of, of a... Uh, something's going to happen, I think. I think mm -hmm. it's going to happen because that one vote 
Garrick didn't like what happened last time at Kirby, so I can definitely see something just spawning because of this. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited to watch what happens. Um, I mean, I guess people I'm really liking and I think could win, like, the two Vs, I think one of them could get pretty far. I, I agree or, with both of them. Geez, after watching the episode, though, I don't know if Kirby is going to get as far as I thought, but, I mean, she could still. It really depends what happens with this track. It's a cluster show right now, but I don't know. It's either like, Kirby and uh, I think I said Viola are like my favorites right now to give. To yeah. Well, yeah, I, I like both of them as well. I think the Viola Valeria pairing is going to be really fun to watch um, because I think they're the Shoney and Liz of this season. And we saw Liz win last season, regardless if it probably should have been George, but whatever. Um, uh and then yeah kirby i i told you i she reminds me of sarah lacina in game changers like and winners yeah. of war like that her game is kind of like both of those and it's just also it's unfortunate that she's kind of getting caught on it but it's just i think that's just how australian survivor is there's more opportunities as we said to get caught i'm counting the days until a player named scott actually gets on my screen I'm waiting for that still. I name Scott in this cast. I have no idea. I've never seen him. Yeah, well, what I will say, and I think this started after the first two seasons, is I feel like there were people, there are people in Australian Survivor that get like zero confessionals, and I think Scott is going to be one of those players. I think I've like barely seen Rhea too, sadly. Yeah. Um, I think for the most part. We've seen a lot of other people. They, there's someone called. Is there someone called Kitty or is? That yeah, yep. Yeah, she is on the Titans. Uh, we saw her. Saw the other older lady, uh, Caroline, today. Um, but I, yeah, Kitty is like the other one that's like with Mark and Eden as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, never see her either, and I just hear Kitty, and I'm like, is that a nickname or is that the actual name of some character on this cast? So I'm waiting for Kitty too. Where's Kitty? Yeah, I don't know. I I could see her getting more than Scott. I I I really think Scott could go home at zero confessionals, and like, it's happened in Australian Survivor. I think like the only thing I remember, I think the first episode he introduced himself as Scott and said he worked in a museum, and that's all I know. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, and then what Kelly like loudly meditated after being told to chill out and had to have Scott come over and ch and calm her down. And I'm just like, jeez. Kelly, you're interesting to watch, man. I hope you make it at least to like the number one juror or something. I don't know. I think. I was talking to my one buddy about this because we've been watching Australian Survivor. I think she's going to be one of those that people just can't take it anymore. Like, they just have to get rid of her. Yeah. I don't, I'd probably agree with that. Sometimes you just have these people. I had to deal with it in my Vanquish season. You just take someone so far and then eventually you just got to cut them loose. Yeah, too, because you have no idea. Like, they might flip for no reason. Yeah. Your whole plan up and now you're like, shit, that benefited you, obviously, better than me. Like, yeah. You just don't yeah. want to have a chance to lose to them, even though you probably won't lose to them, but you don't want to just like drag someone that sucks at the game to the end. <laughs> I hear that, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Kelly. I mean, she's funny to me, but 
I can see I can see her getting un- annoying to me, and that I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, hopefully soon we'll get back with season three. Whoever is going to be with me, whether it's Cameron or you, Austin, or someone, (laughs) it'll get figured out. But um, so excited for that. And of course, to talk more about Titans versus Rebels as we watch more episodes together. So, um, but yeah, we'll if you have to wait for me to finish season three, I don't. I don't mind. It's gonna be a minute though. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to see. We'll uh, we'll update the listeners when it gets around to it. Um, but uh, otherwise, we will see you all next time on the Tribe of Nerds.